When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I think is going to be a really fun episode of Training Unleashed. First, let me thank my sponsors, City Suite TV and Sweet Seat Radio. Without them, I wouldn't have a show. Really appreciate you. Today, I have with me Joel Zeff. He is a uh, keynote speaker. He's an MC, work, a workplace expert, author, and humorist. And I, I just want to start off with sort of a, a funny little story about him, which is going to lead to my first question. So I do a, a survey with guests about what they want to talk about. And he said, I want to talk about the power of TADA. And I'm going, I have never heard of TADA. I have no idea what TADA is. And then when he tells you, because I'm going to ask him to tell you what TADA is, when he tells you, you're going to go, oh, obviously that's what TADA is. <laughs> so anyhow, Joel, what is TADA? It's, it's ta-da, Evan. And frankly, uh, you're the first person that's ever said to me, what is T-A-D-A? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm just going to end the podcast right now, Evan. That's all right with you. Yeah. Uh, ta-da. It's the power of ta-da. Like when you're a little kid, you know, when we have mine are a little older, mine are teenagers. And if you'd like to say a little prayer right now, that's okay. <laughs> when they're little, everything's a celebration. When you're when you're three and four years old, you eat a cheese sandwich, ta-da! You know, mom's like, oh, ta-da! You ate a cheese sandwich, and then the, the your your son or daughter, they ta-da back to you. And whatever positive support you give them, you know, it builds their confidence and whatever activity they're doing, they're gonna do more of it. And it gives them, it celebrates them, it gives them confidence. And as we grow older, we don't have those ta-da moments. And I think it's important that every day we have that moment, that ta-da, that celebration. You know, it's interesting you talk about this because one of the things that I always like to talk to people about is the importance of enjoying the journey, right? Because people always say, I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I have kids. I'll be happy when I get this promotion. I'll be happy when I'm in whatever it is. If you're not happy in the process, you're not going to spend a lot of time happy. And to your point, if you're not having that to die ta-da attitude where you can celebrate little things. So let's take ta-da and bring it into the workplace. How do you actually take ta-da and make it part of a work culture? 
it's about celebrating those everyday successes. And it's also about, um, you know, being supportive, being positive. One of the things I always tell my audiences is every day when you go home from work, think about all the people that you had contact with, your partners, your customers, your team, your vendors, whoever you deal with. And did you give them that appreciation, that positive support? And more often than not, we forget, you know, time is, you know, we got a million things going on, we forget. And so the challenge there is when you go home from work, however you get home from work, go through the day, think about all the people you had contact with. And then tomorrow, Celebrate them. Give them that to-da moment. Tell them, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for um, those words of encouragement. Thank you for that support. Thank you for being a customer. Uh, you know, they want to hear it, and it's a gift. And it's the best gift you can give anyone. And it doesn't take any money. It barely takes any time to say thank you and I appreciate you. And, you know, when you, when you say that to someone, you get that feeling right there. And it's awesome. And it's a gift. And it's really the best gift you can give anyone, that positive support. And what does that do? That fuels them. And they're going to bring that positive support back to you. And now we're creating this culture of passion and energy and support that's going to allow us to be better innovators, communicators, leaders, whatever we're doing. But it's all—it's just about celebrating, taking those moments. And, you know, most companies, Evan, as you know, you know, they have their yearly awards banquet. And that's when they celebrate, but, and that's fantastic, but we've got to celebrate more every day. There's something that we're doing that we have to, that there's a ta-da moment that we have to celebrate. How do you self-ta-da? How do you <laughs> ta-da yourself? Because I'll tell you, my experience in life is that I don't yeah. have a lot of ta-da people, right? Yeah. I have people reporting to me and they're not ta-daing sure. me all that much. Yeah. You know, I, I get a little to da for my family, but I don't get a lot of to da. How do how do I? That's a great question. You know, and and I and I say, you know what? If someone's going to give you a round of applause, here here's the deal, Evan. I'm lucky. I have a job where I get a round of applause, and yeah. and that's pretty cool. Like nobody goes to their accountant. No, you know, accountants don't get rounds of applause, right? Nobody goes, oh, that Excel spreadsheet. Woo! Wow. You know, nobody, nobody goes behind an IT guy and go, oh, man, he coded today, <laughs> right? There, there, there's no – I have a, an actual job where when I do my job, and I don't even actually have to be – I don't even have to do it well. People will still – I'm the speaker. I'm the guy on stage with the microphone. People are still going to applaud, right? I yeah. have a job. I do my job. I get a round of applause. So I tell, I tell my audiences, I like, look. Most people don't have a job where you get a round of applause. Show up for work, look around, and give yourself a round of applause. And you know what? The first time it might be a little uncomfortable, but I tell you what, you're going to feel good. And I have everybody in the audience, you know, they all applaud and they give the person next to them a round of applause. And, and, and once you start doing it, you're like, oh, this makes me feel, you know, I'm all right. I'm, I, I get a little... Little little bump, a little bit of energy. Just giving myself a round of applause. We have to make sure we celebrate. If someone's not going to yeah. celebrate us, we have to, as soon as we start the day, give ourselves a round of applause. So important. And Evan, I give you one right now, buddy. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Just for that, uh, I don't think that's a real conference room behind you. I don't. I think that's a photo. I don't think that's a real conference room. Yeah, I'm going to give you a. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I am Mr. Green Screen. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a next one. Sure. <laughs>
But uh, a lot of people are listening and they have no idea. But if you go to C-Suite TV and search for Training Unleashed, uh, you can actually see. And, yeah, and check out Joel, I will comment that you have an amazing, absolutely vibrant picture behind you. It's fantastic. That's a friend of mine, an artist, Frankie Garcia III. I've got several pieces. Fantastic artists. Absolutely excellent. I love the bold. You know, obviously, I don't know if you know this. I'm a little, I'm a little out there. I'm a little bold. Have you, I don't yeah. know. Have you, have, you, have you picked that up, Evan? I, uh, I, I, I can feel your energy from here. So <laughs> that, I, I love the bold. He, his paintings and color and, and use of color is so bold and energetic. And it just, uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. So I'd like to take a second and talk about company culture. To me, creating the right culture where people kind of get it makes a huge difference. And um, it seems to me with, and, and I, you know, I don't know you that well, but it seems to me that a lot of what you talk about is creating culture. So maybe talk about how companies can create a culture and then bonus points if you could tie it into a learning culture. Sure. I, people, you know, every group that I've ever spoken to, and I've done 2,500 plus, every industry, industries you don't even know exist. And they all want the same thing. They want opportunity and positive support. Now, we talked a little bit about the positive support, but they want opportunity. And when you put those two things together, it's amazing what people can accomplish. Unfortunately, those are the two things we don't get enough of, even though that's what we all want. And when we don't get those two things, we're not happy. Obviously, that's going to affect our culture. And those people are going to leave, right? They're going to go find their happiness. And I don't care where, what, there's always jobs, always. And so they're going to go work someplace else. And then we're going to rejoice. We're going to go, yay. Because those people that left, they, they, their attitude changes. They turn into bye-bye people, right? Bye-bye people, bye-bye. Bye-bye people don't care about the goal, the brand. I can't tell you how many times in my life that I've let somebody go and been thanked by everybody. And it's <laughs> like, I'm the last to know. Yeah, you've, uh, let, you've let go a bye-bye person, right? Yeah. And bye-bye people don't care. Don't care about the, your, your customers, anything. We all, they walk among us. We've all met them. I mean, Evan, I mean, it's a perfect example. But you know what? Sometimes those bye-bye people, they want something. They want opportunity. They want positive support. Right. And when you put those two things together, that's what people want. And we as leaders, and I know your audience, uh, pr primarily trainers, HR, we have to create that culture where we give each other opportunity and positive support. Now, what is that opportunity? Everybody wants something different. Positive support, that's easy. It's the same. We all understand that. But opportunity, you know, Evan, you want something, right? Uh, you know, maybe it's a different role, more responsibility. Uh, more creative, um, you know, uh, bandwidth. Maybe you want uh, to go to a conference or training. I don't know what's in there. You know, we all want more money. That's a given. But that happiness only lasts to the next paycheck. What we want is, is going to fulfill us. That's what we're looking for. And when we create that opportunity, we create a culture where we're giving each other opportunity People are going to want to stay. They're going to want to work. You know, yeah. we constantly, I mean, that's the big story, right? Everybody's, you know, the great resignation and people are leaving and they're not, they're, you know, they're leaving the workforce. No, they're leaving you. 
and, and people have to understand there's plenty of opportunity out there. And I, why spend time working for somebody or working in a culture that's not going to give them happiness? Now, they might not be able to verbalize what it is they want. But in the end, it's going to be positive support and opportunity. And what is, you know, that opportunity is many, many different things. And if they don't get those two things, they're going to leave. And they're going to go find it someplace else. And well, I love the term opportunity yeah. because that's what training is, right? Training is the tools to give somebody the opportunity to succeed. I love either it. to do what they're doing better or to do something new that they've never done before. Right. Build their skills. Build their skills. And companies that can tie training to outcomes so that the person sees why this makes sense is really powerful. And then if I can tie everything you're saying into it, training has to give people the tadas, and not after you finished a six month training program, but as you go along in that training program, you gotta be tadaing them, tadaing them and sharing with the world their success, their progress. Uh, people makes respond a huge to that. Yeah, you're, I mean, people respond to that positive support. And you know, we've all been, uh, you know, I go back to my background, um, I started as a journalist and then I went into advertising and marketing, but I started doing improv comedy back in 1993. And so much of what I take is learning about improv and then playing those improv games with thousands and thousands of audience members of, of you know, the, the events that, that I speak at. And they all make certain choices. And I'm creating like a little mini culture when I bring some audience volunteers up to the stage, a little mini culture. And I'm giving them constant positive support. And what do they give back to me? They're more productive. They're a better leader. They're a better communicator. They're funnier. They're more creative. And that's the culture that companies have to create. Because those big ideas, those little ideas, are going to turn into something special. And you want to give that accountability, that ownership to your team, right? And when you, when you create accountability and ownership as, as part of a culture... And that's what I do when I bring people up to do an improv game. It's their game. I'm going to tell them how to do it, but, you know, what the parameters of the game, but they're going to make their own choices because it, they're, going to, they're going to have ownership. So, Joel, I love improv, and I love going to improv. Um, and about a year ago, we had another speaker on improv. But maybe you could tell us about the game and how the game plays and uh, you know, maybe not exactly the game you use, but maybe a game that people that are maybe not super strong at improv, you know, like, a, hey, you want to try some improv at work? This is this is the key to how to start trying. Sure. This is a perfect, I'll give you a perfect game. And, um, and it's perfect for, you know, a lot of times my clients, you know, they'll have like team meetings or huddles before, you know, to start the day. You know, if you're in a um, various, you know, like a restaurant or a hospitality uh, type of environment, but it, I think it works for any group, any type of industry. It's called Know It All. It's already a great name, right, Evan? Yeah, it's fantastic. Man. Yeah, you're already the best. Um, and I'm so, ready. I'm ready for the lead. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. Uh, and so I play with three, but you could play with two. There's many different ways. And so you have a conversation one word at a time. So, for instance, when I bring, I bring three people. Uh, up to the stage, they sit in chairs. I have the the audience ask questions. What's the meaning of life? And then 
those three volunteers have to answer that question one word at a time. You never know what they're going to say. It's always creative. It's, it will surprise you more often than not. I had an event uh, a couple of weeks ago. It blew my mind. I mean, they just had some next level answers. Take it to um, to your when group. When you say one word at a time, do I like go the? It, it's in order. Uh, so they go. So it's like one person, one person, one person. Uh -huh, one person. So let's say easy. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. Each person can say gotcha. one word at a time to create a complete sentence, and it just goes back wow, right in order. Fun. Yeah, very easy, very fun. Great with kids on a road trip. I'll tell you that improv games are always great road trip games. But take it to um, take it. You could play it that way. Another way. You can play it is have everybody in your team or group pair up. Okay. So you're a two person know it all. And then they go to another pair and they have a conversation. So it's not question and answer, it's, it's a conversation one word at a time. Where are you going to lunch? I'm going to go get tacos, whatever. One word, you know, have a conversation one word at a time, two people. And what we're trying to accomplish, several things. Every improv game, you're just peeling back the onion. And, you know, it focuses on teamwork. It focuses on ownership and accountability. It focuses on uh, finding success through change and disruption. Uh, it, it's about creativity. It's about listening, focus, being present in the moment. I can peel back any onion, any, any layer you want, you know, whichever one's your favorite, Evan. That sounds like it would be fun. And, it is. All improv is fun. Why? That's why I'm doing podcasts, Evan. <laughs> this, listen, what? I mean, it's not really fun, Evan. Joe, Joe everyone fun. listening to this podcast knows we're scripted. <laughs> that sounds fun. It is, yeah, it is. Well, I think it's, a, it's an interesting, I just, you know, commend your game. I just think it's an interesting way to get people to have fun. Yeah. And, you know, with the right questions, you can, you know, interesting that's, things can happen. Yeah. That's just one example. Another example of an improv game. I bring audience volunteers and uh, it's a road trip. One volunteer is the driver. The other three are hitchhikers. I assign each person an emotion. Once you come into the car, into the, into the, for the road trip, once you join the car, Everyone has to be that emotion. So if you're happy, you come in, then both people have to be happy. If the next person is scared, they come in, all three of them have to be scared. If the fourth person is sad, they come in, all four have to be sad. And so much fun. And again, it's really a perfect example of showing opportunity and positive support because the audience laughs and applauds. And what happens is the audience volunteers, you can see their body language, you can see their confidence building, and they're going to produce more. And that opportunity and positive support, you know, I use the improv games as just visual examples. Certainly, they're very entertaining. They're very fun. They create a lot of energy. But I want my audience to, to see visually what I'm talking about. And so they retain that message and hopefully put that message into practice as they kind of work on their cultures and build on their culture and, and you know, create that environment that they want and in how they find success and how they lead and how they uh, communicate. Cool. Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. 
Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. So I'm going to change topics completely here. And I want to ask you, how do you make the wrong choice? Wow. You know, in improv, that's a really good question. In improv, now improv comes from a woman named Viola Spolin. She created improv back in the late 30s, early 40s at NYU to teach her acting students. And so all improv comes from her. They, they've manipulated people, you know, different groups manipulate the games, put this game, this game together. I've done the same thing, but the foundation is all hers. And in improv, one of the first things you learn is there's no bad, there's no, there's always choices. Yeah. Some choices are better than other choices. But for when you're talking about improv as a whole, we really try to stay away from that's a wrong choice because it's improv. You're, there's no script, there's no rehearsal, there's no plan. So how do you make a wrong choice, right? If you're, uh, now some choices are oh, definitely yeah, Joel, better. Joel, I was doing a play on words on your book, make the right choice. Oh, <laughs> Do you want to start over, Evan? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm giving you your ta back. <laughs> I was it just is. really trying to lean into, uh, you wrote this book on making Make the right, right choice, so I was yeah. trying to be funny. Uh, and I was giving you a serious answer, Evan. I was re I was giving you the, the, the props and respect, and you're bringing, and man, you just right over my head. I, I bow to you. I bow to you, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the book which what's the the key takeaway in the book the book again is is just about choices you know we're when we're talking about culture we're talking about working together uh we have many choices we're trying to make the best choice possible in how we work together uh for example we're all dealing with a tremendous amount of change and disruption and what happens is most people they're they're set plan is frustration they're impatient uh they're they're tentative they're scared they're negative all that's not going to make for really successful work and so improv really teaches us when we're talking about choices when change and disruption happen again remember improv there's no script no rehearsal and yeah. so what we want is to make the best choice possible and part of what improv teaches us when change and disruptions ha happen is that we have to be open and flexible to change. That's one choice. We have to be prepared for change. That's going to set our tone and create the right energy and the right attitude. We have to be more present in the moment during change so we can make the right choice. Now, i just share with you something that I do with my sales team. And it really ties back to your celebration idea. Is that when we lose a sale, we go, yes, we lost one. And... <laughs> We celebrate it because in sales, there's nothing worse than maybe, right? right? right. And if you have a customer, you're working with them and working with them. And if the sale is lost, you can waste an enormous amount of time. But when you get that final no, you can now focus on something that could be more productive, right? That, so, that's my biggest pet peeve is when, when I want the no, give me the no, just tell yeah. me you're not hiring me, but don't like, I'm sending an email and then you ghost me. Like we, we had a, we had a, we had two zoom calls. 
we had three, you know, we, we, we 15 emails. Just tell me, no, you don't have the budget. You hired another person. I'm not going to, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my feelings are much more hurt by being ghosted than they are by no. Yeah. Just, just tell me, just tell me, no, we've, we've, yeah. we've decided to hire a juggler. That's all I want to hear. Right. <laughs> so, so Joel, I've enjoyed the conversation full of energy and it's a lot of fun. I am sure our listeners want to know more about you, what types of people, things that people hire you for, who are your ideal clients and how to reach you. So uh, please do share. Uh, the best way obviously is my website, joelzeff.com. Pretty easy. Uh, we're going to say, we're going to say it over again though, because people are listening. So we're going to be respectful. Yeah. I'll even spell it. J O E L Z is in zebra E F is in Frank F is in Frank.com. And that you can get to all my other links. You can also, uh, I primarily, you can find me on Facebook. The, put a the in front of Joel Zeff. There's three of us, Evan, on Facebook. There's me. There's Brazilian Joel Zeff. It's all in Portuguese, so I'm not sure what he's doing. And then there's Rabbi Joel Zeff. So pick accordingly on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then on LinkedIn, again, you can find me on LinkedIn. And, and I, uh, I post lots of videos and articles and uh, you asked how what what people would hire me for as a uh, I've done almost 2,500 in that neighborhood 2,500 events of all different industries. I love it. Um, I bring the tada and that energy. I use improv games to talk about opportunity and positive support, staying in the game, being a great teammate, leadership, being present in the moment, uh, finding success through change and disruption using the improv games to create fun and energy and laughter. And sometimes clients just hire me for the improv game. Just say, I got a client in December. And they're like, we're, it's an evening event. They're like, just, we're going to play games. If you, if you want to give a little bit of message, but we're here for the fun entertainment. And I'm all about that uh, because there's no better way to spend an hour than laughing and having fun with your peers and your colleagues and your, your teammates. I mean, that's just, that creates such a, level of respect and camaraderie and just energy that that i yeah. love i absolutely love um well, anybody listening can tell the energy you would bring to a room i, I have no doubt you would i didn't even have coffee today i had a little ice <laughs> but i didn't even have coffee today i haven't even had lunch evan so, my so lunch jo joel i know you have an offer uh please do share that with everyone yeah if they send me an email i will come to their house and do lawn work for an hour <laughs> that's good yeah it has to be uh within 10 minutes of my, it has to be within 10 minutes of my house uh and it, i'm only doing it uh every third thursday <laughs> in in months that ended in l no, joe, joe <laughs> I, I i live in a high rise and there's no 13th floor so when people get on at the brown there's someone who's pushing all the buttons yeah. And, you know, when I'm with my wife, she'll say my floor number, right? And I'll just say 13, please. And we're just looking and looking and looking. It's, just, it's terribly mean. Uh, but in all sincerity, I do know you have a, a LinkedIn. Sure. Offer. We, we talked about several of my messages, and I would love for your listeners. Um, I put together just a quick uh, lessons learned recap outline that's very quick you know, um, bulleted, you know, I don't, you know, people don't want to read. That's too much. If you put, if you put things in paragraphs, it's too much. It's yeah. too much reading. So it's a nice bulleted, quick hit, 
messages. If you um, send me an email through my website or connect with me on LinkedIn, I'll send you the outline and, um, and then we'll discuss the lawn work. So if I was looking for you on LinkedIn, are there three Joel Zeffs there too? There, yeah, that's a, I, I might be the only one. I don't know if Brazilian Joel Zeff is on LinkedIn. I, I don't know. We'll have to check. It's probably pretty easy. You can, I'm, you know, I'm doing the big ta-da. There's a big photo. It's pretty, pretty easy to figure out me on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. that's a good question. I don't know if I've checked on LinkedIn. I didn't well, it, remember. It, it's amazing how many people have your name. I, mean, I, I, have, a, I have a teenage German Evan Hackle out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, you, you people that have like really common name, you know, Bob Smith, you know, how do you find Bob Smith on LinkedIn? And I've had clients, you know, that are, have really general, um, you know, names, common names. I try to find them, you know, to, I, I can't find you on LinkedIn. I can't find, I mean, me, there's, there's maybe three on LinkedIn. Yeah. If there's three, there's probably me. But, you know, on Facebook, like I said, there's three Joel's us. You know, but if you have a common name, how do you find, I can't find, I can't find you. I can't find you. You know, it's interesting. My last name's Hackle. It's not a very common name. In Germany, there's a company that manufactures toilet paper with the brand name Hackle. And they, which I've never seen before, other than my own name, literally print the name Hackle on the roll. So you pull out toilet paper with my name on it. You, you need, <laughs> like, I hope you need to have like, boxes of that behind you as your uh, you know or at least one just case of hackle toilet paper right next to you yeah i should I be mean, sending it out as holiday gifts <laughs> think of me absolutely the hackle toilet paper personal personally signed so joel we're coming to the end yeah it's fun we could probably talk for a lot longer but uh we love to end the show if you have one tip to share with the audience what would that one tip be my favorite message in improvisation and the favorite message that I could say from stage to my audiences and certainly the best message I could ever uh, tell my kids, what I learned from improv, is to stay in the game. That's the best message improv ever taught me. What that means is when you're in an improv game, somebody's going to say something or do something that doesn't work. It just, you know, it, it's a car that missed the off ramp, right? And so... It's easy, improv teaches us, you know, you can't quit. You have to stay in the game and find that success. You have to keep building, working with your teammates on the stage to find that success, to get it back on track. That's what staying in the game means. You can do anything you want in improv. You can be loud, you can be quiet, you can be funny, not so funny, you can be creative, you can be a leader, a follower. It all works. The only thing the game won't allow you to do it won't allow you to quit. And so let's take that to our work, our work environment, our work life. What does that mean to stay in the game? We have goals, we have initiatives, we have challenges, we have obstacles. If we stay in the game, we're gonna find success. If we quit, the guarantee is we're going to fail. And I'm not saying quit your job, but we quit goals and challenges. And there's always a million excuses. We don't have the money, we don't have the budget, we don't have the people. I have to learn something new. I have to get out of my comfort zone. I have to stay late. There's a million excuses always to quit. It's easy yeah. to quit, right? There's no work after quit. It's easy. But to stay in the game, now that's harder. That means you might have to get out of your comfort zone. 
you might have to learn something new. You might have to go find a mentor. You might have to work a little late. You might have to put a more effort in. You might have to try something different. You might have to communicate or market differently than you have before. And what's going to happen is if you stay in the game, you're going to find success. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. It could be next month. But the guarantee is that success is there. If you're a salesperson, as soon as you give up on that client, you've, you've failed. As long as you stay in the game, you keep those communication um, lanes open, you keep, you keep connecting, that sells down the road. It might be a couple years down the road. It might be tomorrow. I don't know. But when we stay in the game, that's when we're rewarded. That's when that something special right there in our heart that we're fulfilled, right? And our passion, our passion tank rises, our stress tank lowers. That's what's, that's the most important tip that I could ever give anyone is to stay in the game. Success is there. Find that opportunity, get that positive support, that to dub moment from the people around you or give it to yourself. That's going to help fuel your tank to stay in the game, you know, find that mentor, make the choice, create that opportunity, uh, be more present, uh, be more open and flexible change. Anything you can do to stay in the game and that success is going to be there. And that means you're going to be fulfilled. I really love the tip. And as I sit here and I listen to the tip, if you committed to staying in the game, you don't constantly challenge yourself to like, do I want to be in the game? Right. Because when you, Constantly, should I keep doing this? Should I do it? You create negativity. But if you're committed to staying in the game, then your thought pattern is, I'm going to do what it takes. Mm -hmm. I think that's really positive. And it's hard. It's not yeah. easy. If it was easy, it's not worth doing. You know, easy is easy, right? Nobody celebrates yeah. easy, right? You're not fulfilled from something that's easy. You're fulfilled because you know how much time and energy and effort you spent to stay in the game. And, and I, you know, can I make a sports analogy? Sure. Like, I, I think people respond. My son plays high school baseball. And, uh, you know, you see not just my son, but all that level, you know, as they build, as they grow, and you see how much time they spend to stay in the game, right? How much effort they spend to work out and, and go to batting practice and then work out on their own to be a better hitter. And just how much effort, because baseball is a game of failure. It is constant. You are failing every day you play baseball. Something yeah. every day. There's not a day where you go, I mean, I mean, that's a rare day that you go four for four and everything you do is absolutely perfect and you win the game. And there's always something. There's always part of failure in baseball. And you have to overcome that failure and you have to celebrate the success, learn from the failure. And just keep building and growing and putting that work and effort into it. Because when you do find that hit, when you do find that success, man, that's, that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Well, Joel, I want to thank you for being a guest on the show. Appreciate it. I want to thank all of my listeners and watchers, because without you, I obviously don't have a show. I also want to thank my sponsor, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. Everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net.
Network.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.